But I want to share our scripture. Actually, uh, I'm going to get back to Galatians. I know we started there a couple weeks ago, and of course, then I've been in and out, in and out. But I'm going to get back to Galatians, but I had to finish off something. Actually, from Sunday. Actually, my uh, Sunday's message, just, it just went the Lord's way, and, and I left. I just let it go because that's, that's what needed to go on. And uh, But there's some scriptures, and actually, I, I referred to, to one of them that it was really on my heart that I really wanted to share and bring back tonight. And it was just one of those things that sometimes you can you can walk off and leave it, and sometimes you can't. And uh, this particular little set of scriptures that was actually for Sunday mornings, some of Sunday mornings' message, uh, 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 which did not come out, uh, I just could not leave. And uh, the Lord just kept stirring it in my heart. And it's really really kind of the tail end uh, of Sunday's uh, message, if you will. But uh, I want to share with you out of First Peter. 1 Peter chapter 4, and I want to read those five, I made made reference to these five scriptures Sunday morning, or, or seven scriptures, whatever it is, five, seven, whatever. I made reference to it, and, and really, uh, I just want to bring them in to you tonight and, and share with you a couple little thoughts out of them. But uh, we'll read this together, and then we'll pray over it, and then we'll just leave the Lord to have each one of them. Look what scripture says. It says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice. And I'm just going to tell you right now, that's just a tall order right here. But rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory, remember, that's where we was at Sunday, when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding Joy. He, he talked. There's, there's, there's two joys there. There's one that, that we're kind of commanded to be in right now, but then there's this greater joy that's yet coming. And I guarantee you, you won't. Nobody have to command you when that gets here. Uh, that'll just roll. That'll be like apple butter. I'm gonna tell you, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But uh, the, the future is coming, and it's gonna be exceeding. But right now, we're, we're in the present as well as rejoicing because. We're partakers with Christ's suffering. Verse 14, go there right quick. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory, there it is, and of God resteth upon you. And on their part is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore? Let him that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Amen. I couldn't walk off from it. Couldn't walk off from it. Let's pray and ask the Lord bless our time. Father, we do. We love you tonight. We thank you. I thank you for your word. It's always rich. It's always relevant. It's always potent and powerful. 
And, Lord, I just pray tonight that you'll use it just as you wouldn't allow me to lay it down, Lord. Allow it to go into someone's heart, into lives. And, and Lord, allow it to be very instrumental tonight. And, Lord, allow it to do the great work, Lord, that you've sent it for, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish what you've purposed it. And, Lord, we'll look to you for these things because, Lord, you're our, you're our shepherd. You're our Lord. You're our Savior. We, we depend on you. Without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. So bless your word tonight. Bless this fine congregation that's come out on this Wednesday evening to hear your word. They've come not out for their health or their well-being, but for their spiritual being, just to meet with you and to, and to be perfected in your presence. So, Lord, you bless them for that and bless them for their effort and time tonight and encourage someone in this house. And, Lord, we'll love you tonight. We'll praise you. We'll honor you. And all the glory is yours. In the name of our Lord, our Savior, our soon-coming King, in Christ Jesus' name. And all this church agree tonight and say, Awesome is the Lord. Amen. Amen. I, I want to just give you this title, and, and, and I, I didn't really need a title, but it kind of comes off that first verse, or first couple of verses. If you were going to go back to verse 12, if you want, Caleb, but it kind of comes off there. But I want to talk to you tonight about not cursing your pain. Not cursing your pain. And that's really one of the, 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 the things that I got out of this that I was going to bring in even last week, but uh, uh, like I said, we let, I just let the Lord kind of flow along there last week and we went the way that he wanted to go but uh i i believe god god through his word god through his word i think wants us or wants to help us because that's that's what i see with his word most of the time is god wanting to help us craft if you will a, a strong theology and i talked about that a little bit sunday but i feel like we got a weak theology sometimes when it comes to suffering or pain especially in our western culture or Americanized church age, we're kind of weak when it comes, matter of fact, if you go talking about suffering pain, too many people even want to talk about it, but but in scripture, it, it's so relevant, it's so dominant, and, and, and it's so so preparatory, it prepares us for what's ahead, but I believe God God wants in his scripture, he wants, he wants to help us craft a, a theology that is strong on suffering, it is strong on pain, and is strong for storms and troubling times, stuff stuff that we can stand on, something that we can be we can we can keep our feet in, and and, and not be not be not plumb off course. Uh, I believe he wants to do that, and one of the reasons I feel like he wants to do that was in verse nineteen. I'm sorry, go to verse nineteen. One of the reasons I feel like he wants to do that, and you can put it up there and read it again just to yourself. Verse nineteen uh, was this: Wherefore let him suffer according. To the will of God, commit the keeping of their souls to Him. He, one of the reasons He wants us to have a strong theology on suffering and 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 and, and storms and and troubles and pain is, is so that we'll continue to trust Him. That 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 pains or troubles or hurts won't won't derail. We'll not stop trusting Him. No matter what comes, no matter what happens, no, I, I, we'll be fixed. No matter that, no matter the ill. No matter that, no matter how dark and how painful, it's, it's some painful things goes on in our world. There's some, there is some bad storms. There's some troubling times. But, but that's that's why I feel like God is is really intent on us through His Word, and He's really intent on, on helping us get a good doctrine 
and, and craft something strong that, that we'll never stop trusting in. No matter how dark the day gets, no matter what they tell you, no matter what on the other end of the phone, no matter what reports say, no matter what kind of letter you get from this or that, no matter who walks out or walks off, God wants you to have such a doctrine, such a strong theology on, on suffering, on storms, on hardships, all of that, 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 that no matter what, you, you'll trust him. And not only you'll trust him, but you'll trust him in such a way you'll, your life will communicate that I trust him. In well-doing even, because he's faithful. It'll look like you should have sat down. And I, I've always remarked on that. I've seen, I've seen some strong believers over my years that when I thought they should have laid down, they kept on well-doing. They kept on getting up. And that, that's why it was that strong theology on suffering. Strong, strong. Seemed like you couldn't kill them, could you? Couldn't stop them. Wasn't no quit in them. They drink the vinegar and finish it. Wasn't no stopping. And that's what that's what this was stirred in my heart by the Lord. And they, I told you Sunday that they was a couple of this. That we didn't get to it. That this this, this scriptures alone. They some strong theology building points in there. Just two that I'm going to bring out tonight. But the really strong theology points. That I feel, I feel like I feel like it's exactly what God is trying to communicate to us. It'll help us be strong, no matter what. Go back to verse twelve and thirteen again, Kate. I want to read them one more time, and and then I want to share with you a couple things. He says this, and this is God communicating. He said, "Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you." As though some strange thing happened to you. Now, we'll read verse 13. We're going to come back to verse 12. But, but rejoice. What a paradox. What a, what, a, what, a, what a radical distance. What a polar opposite. But rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Thank it not strange, he says. Thank it not strange. Think it not strange. And I thought about that. And, and here's what I know about it. I tried to compute that. I tried to, I tried to rationalize that. And I have, I have many years I've tried to rationalize that. What, what God really means right there. Because here's what I know. I, I, I know, I know he's, he's, he's communicating more or less. Don't be surprised by, by, by things or storms or pains or hardships that come. Don't, don't be shook. But 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 here's here's what I was saying. Here's what I thought about that. I, I said, well, Lord, here, here's what I know. Pain always shocks me. I, I've never. I don't know about you, but at that moment, now I don't. I'm not saying I stay there, but at the very moment of pain, at the very moment that pain hits my body, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, whatever, it it shocks me. That's the reaction from pain. I've I, I picked up hot stuff before, and it was a shock. I, I've, I've been tending to electric fences before, and, 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 and very 
very, very, various things uh, uh, is, 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 sh- is shocking. And you know what? It, it is no different. I got to say, it's no different. It's no different in, in our spiritual walk or, or our real life. It sometimes shocks us. It sometimes surprises me. I got to think about it. You know, sometimes the intensity. You know, sometimes I expect something, but sometimes I didn't expect the intensity of it. I didn't know it was going to hurt that bad. I knew this would hurt, but I had no idea it was going to hurt this hard or, or this, this deep. The intensity, the intensity of it, so that shocks me. Or sometimes even, the, how about this, sometimes the source of the pain. You ever had the source of the, you can't sit out there and tell me tonight that you ain't never had a source of pain come that didn't shock you because there's been some, some things in your life that come along in your life. I've heard people say it since I've been in this pastoring for so long. I, 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 I would have expected it from you. But they were communicating. I was shocked when it was, you know, like, 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 like your Judah shocked you. The, the source. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you. Some of you have been out there tonight and, 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 and you, you were shocked by where the pain. I didn't think they would or she would. Shocked to the core. Shocked. Amen. The intensity, the, the source, or the timing. How about that? The timing. Sometimes we expect things, but not today. Not today. The timing shocks us. Or the consistency. Or the duration. How long. That's kind of the way I've gotten with this, had gotten with this sickness. I wasn't shocked that I got sick, but I got I started getting shocked that it was taking so long. That it done drug out. And I know some of that was my fault. So I say amen. But as it had drug out so long. And I know next time I told, I think I told Whitlock, I said, if, if you see me letting this go on this long, next time you kick me in the behind. <laughs> That's what I told him. Because I don't want to let it go on any longer. It's some of my fault because I just drug it out, drug it out. Even until you couldn't drag it no more. But the duration, but all that, I, I got to get where I'm going. But all that, but all that said, all that said, so here's what I know. How in the world... What, what is the Lord? I don't think I don't I don't think God's trying to communicate that, that, that we need to be unshockable, because pain's going to shock us. Some of you might, Lord forbid, but you might get a, something tonight that'll just shock you. So I don't think God's trying to communicate that, that that we're unshockable or we're unsurprisable, but He's trying to communicate something a little bit on a different level. I feel like rather rather here's what I think here's what I think God's really trying to do. And this is, this is where some strong theology now for, for, for times of suffering. He's not trying, to, he's not trying to, to, to keep us from being shocked. We'll, we'll never be geared up for that. You, you can't get geared up to set yourself for things you don't even know is coming. They'll blindside you. They'll catch you off guard. The timing, the source, the intensity, there's no way. So here's, here's what I think rather God is trying to do. I feel like God, here's what he's trying to do with, with, with this statement, with these two statements, especially verse 12 at, at this point, is th- 
think it not strange concerning these things that are to prove you to try you. He, he's trying to liberate us from the negative emotions, the, the negative feelings, the, 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 the negative effects that are connected with the pain, that are connected, that are connected with the hurt. Yes. He's trying to, he's trying, he's trying to liberate us from that and bring us freedom. Not that we won't get, but that we'll be free of the negative after effects. Because you know that's what's really nasty, ain't it? After the source that surprised you, God wants us to be free. He wants us to, to have liberty, not be connected to that. Or, or, or the, the pain turn into bitterness, or, or the pain turn into vengeance. Or the pain turn into some other negative form that's ungodly, that, that shakes you away from, from trusting Him. Because I've learned that. You, you've, got to be, you've got to be liberated from the things that's caused pain to keep trusting Him. Because that's what trusting Him is about. Leaving it, giving it to Him. Allowing him to have it. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, or whatever the case is. Allowing him to have it. So I feel like that's what the Lord is up He's not so much trying to stop the shock, but he's trying to bring us freedom. Freedom's his goal. He wants us to have freedom. One of the places it's in the Psalms, and I'm going to read it to you, that, that, that it's plainly seen in Psalms 46. Verse 1, 2, and 3, he says this, the psalmist says, God is our refuge, a strength, and a very present help what? in this trouble, in everything. So verse 2 says, verse 2 says, therefore, look, freedom from negative. Freedom. So therefore, I will not fear. Freedom from, because who I, who, he is my refuge. He is my strength. Freedom from the pain. Freedom from the trouble. Listen, even though, even though the earth is moved and the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea, verse 3, the waters thereof roar and are troubled. He's talking about even though all the world shifts and all the world moves and all the world shakes, everything is disrupted, everything is chaos. But I, but that, that, it might have shocked me. I guarantee you it shocked the psalmist. But he says, I'm not connected to the fear anymore. Because he is my refuge. He is my strong. He is my strength. I'm free from all of that. I'm not connected to the negative anymore. Hey! Bless his name. Bless his name. That's what God wants to free us from. So we're no longer connected to the trouble. Connected to the, yes, it hurt. I actually, I actually, some of y'all know because you was there. I actually preached these three verses at my daddy's funeral. And, and I understand. I got such a, such a realization of what, what the psalmist was saying is all the world, his whole world was just, just totally geographically uprooted and destroyed. But it's the truth. You don't got to be connected. Yeah, it shocked the fire out of me. But I've learned I ain't got to be connected to any of the negative. No. 
You know why? Because he is my refuge. I shall not fear. That's what the Lord's saying. And that's what he's trying to do. And that's what it'll take to build this, to, to build this strong theology. So here's really point number one out of verse 12 and verse 13. So he's, he's not trying to keep us from being shot, but he, he's trying to keep us from the, being connected to when the world does shift, the world does change. So here's what the Lord put in my heart as I studied these two scriptures out. God's trying to give us a strong theology. What's he saying? Don't be, don't, don't, don't think this strange and don't think this unusual because of the hurt, because of the pain. You know what he's telling us? He's telling us to build, to build with the storm in mind. Don't think it's strange. No, it's obvious. It's coming. Storm's coming. Pain is coming. Hurt's coming. I pray it don't. I pray you, it, it, it's easy on you, but I guarantee you black clouds and pain and hurt's coming. So God's, God's telling us, you ain't got to think it's strange. And he's telling us, man, you build now for the storm. You start now. You prepare now. You begin. You build with the idea or with the storm in mind. We're not ignorant of any of the enemy's devices. We're not ignorant of anything like that. God's word is plain. We build now. Jesus taught us that, Matthew 7, 24, 26, 27. He says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him as a wise man which built his house on the rock. Verse 25, And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew. He beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was found building for the storm. Verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man who built on his sand. And then the rain descended, the storm come. Floods came, the winds blew, beat the house, and great was the fall. Building with the storm in mind. You want, to, you want to get strong theology under you for hurt and pain and suffering that's coming? Build with the storm in mind. It's coming. I'm not doom and gloom, but I can tell you right now, the winds, the rain, the hurt, the Judas, the sickness, the death, it's coming. I think, I think it was at Brent's, Brent's mother's funeral where the preacher said, Somebody in this room's next. You ever think about that? That stuck with me that day. I said, Daggone, he's right. <laughs> but we build with that in mind. That's what he's saying. And it don't, it don't, it don't catch us off guard in that sense. We're not connected. We don't, therefore, we will not build. Because we're connected. The disconnect has come from, from the negative side of it. I believe, I believe we're in an age, especially in, 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 in this hour that we live, in this land that we live, where, where, where most, if not, if not many anyway, have no really no provision for the hard times. They've made no provision really for the storms, made no provision for pain and troubles, None. You know, you know, when, when I come to the Lord, I, that's one thing I've seen immediately. Man, th this is building for the storm. 
I sensed the storm was coming before I even got saved. That's one of the things that drew, drove, drove me to Christ. I said, daggone, there's a storm coming, and I ain't no whore near ready. I sensed it. But nowadays, nowadays even, even people, people that, that go to church a lot or, or, or professing Christians, they, they, I find that they have no provision for the storm. They're, they're not prepared. You know how I say this, why I say that? Because here's what I see. Every storm that comes in their life puts them in a theological predicament. It does. They go to talking crazy stuff. Storm comes, pain, and this, I'm not making light of it, sometimes very heavy. Most of them are. Very harsh. Man that's born of a woman, he suffers many troubles. Many. Painful. Some painfuler than others. But, but, but they get in this, this theological predicament. And what, what I mean by that is, is, is they go to saying stuff, they go to, they go to rip, if I want to define, I guess I should define my, my thought on theological predicament. But every time something goes wrong, they, they act like God's against them or they did something that God don't like. Or it's, all, it's, uh, it's all built around, really built around uh, 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 what, what they did, what they ain't did. Or God's mad at me now, or God's against me now, or I guess I did something wrong, preacher. No, it's a storm. It's what it is. It's a storm. They hurt me, so I, I, God just don't. No, God loves you. It's a storm. There's Judas's, but it brings it brings them to this great crisis of faith. You, that's what I'm saying. It brings in this, all of a sudden, faith is in a huge crisis. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You have to just talk to folk like this. I guarantee you. Every time something goes wrong in their life, you know, God's just not for me. God's just not for me. God don't like me. God this. God that. God's mad at me. That's what I mean by theological. There's no, there's no provision. It rains on the just and the unjust. Simple. It's coming. As a matter of fact, I may get it worse. The tower fell on a whole bunch of them, Jesus said. Do you think they were worse then? No. It's called storms. It's called pain. It's called trouble. And we build, we build looking for that. Well, I, th- I did something wrong. I paid my tithes, preacher. If I hear that again, I think I'm just going to throw up. I paid my tithes, and look what happened. Got my car repoed. Got this happen. I, well, you know, probably ought to throw the credit card away before. That was Madeline there. That wasn't preaching. <laughs> I try not to meddle much, but sometimes I can't help it. Amen. I did something wrong. You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a story in the scriptures that really brings out this thought that I'm telling you. And it's in, I think it's in Acts 28. Paul done been shipwrecked, swam to shore on pieces, soaking wet, digging up firewood in Acts 28, trying to start a fire. The, the, the barbarians are watching him. 
watching him close. And he digs in there and gets a, a big old hand, go throw in the fire, and an old snake done got warmed up. Yep, done grabbed him on the arm. And, and the barbarian said, said, surely this man's a murderer. Surely the, he escaped the sea. He escaped the sea, but now vengeance has caught him. One of the most godly men ever breath, breathed this air on this planet Earth. And the barbarians had decided that, 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 that through this theology that's, that was foul, that he was, he was a murderer, he was a sinner, he was, God got him, God got him. Of course, he shook the snake off, you know. Amen. He shook it off and, and went on. Amen. But you know, you know what you could really call that? It, it, it's, it's circumstantial theology. That's what people go by now. That, that hasn't got a strong doctrinal theology on it. Cir everything's circumstantial. And they, they, they like those barat them, them barbarians, they judge it by what they see. He got snake bit, he must be a sinner. He got shipwrecked, escaped the sea, the snake got him. He was an evil man. Circumstantial. And something going good over here across town. Well, they, they, God must really love me. No, maybe God's really trying to reach them. Through his goodness. Through his goodness, maybe he's trying to bring them in. Amen. Amen. Now, I will say this. We read in our text tonight. I will say this because the text brung it out. We do need to be careful and examine why we are suffering. I'll not ignore that tonight because that's there. That's part of building this strong theology. It was there. We ought not suffer as evildoers, but as Christians. And, and there's a big difference. There's a big, and I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying you've done everything perfect, and, and that's why you don't suffer. Or that's why it, it's, 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 no, no. It, it, everybody's still going to can, can go through things, but he makes it plain that we ought not Suffer as an evildoer. Hey, some things that I did and I knew I deserved the consequences. But I knew it wasn't because God was mad at me. I knew it was because I was reaping what I sowed. Hey, common sense. Amen. I learned that way back. I learned. I didn't even have to learn that in the Bible. My, my, my grandma and my granddad used to teach me that. They used to have an old saying, you made your bed. I learned that old sowing and reaping thing. Amen. Amen. So, so we don't disregard that, but, but on the whole, we make sure and we examine, and I still do. If I go through something, I kind of I run things over in my heart. I try to run things over. Have I missed you, God? Have I? And when, and when I can clear all that away, and if I do need to repent, let me tell you what, I, I am a super fast repenter. I can get her done, I mean, right now. I mean, all the Lord's got to do is just act like you may have. I'm there, Lord. I'm there. I'm, forgive me. Forgive. You want me to tell who? You want me to make it right with how many? <laughs> Amen. 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 But we build. 
we build with the storm in mind. And, and we've seen why in verse 17 and 18. <clears throat> because judgment, that's the real storm. Because judgment's coming. And it's coming to the house of the Lord first. And this is where we build with the idea of being stormproof first. This is where we, we make the provision here first. Man, that's verse 17 and 18. It, it'll, just, it'll just run all over if you dwell on it a little bit. About being about about the ingredients that's in them scriptures about being scarcely saved. <laughs> Woo! So we, we prepare for all that's become, but it, it's all about preparing for the storm. There's things that's coming. And we get this solid theology under us on suffering, hardships, bad days, hard days. And we understand, we understand there's going to be days when everything don't go right. There's going to be days when we hurt and we get hurt. People hurt you. There's going to be days, there's going to be seasons. It ain't just days, is it? It's seasons. Sometimes there are long seasons, but we still trust Him. Though the whole world shifts, we trust Him. We don't move off of that. We don't move off of that. We don't leave that. We, we in a sense, like Noah. Every one of us. We're, we're, we're building boats of faith. Arcs of faith for the storm that's coming. That's what Noah did. By faith, moved. Being warned of God, moved with fear. And built. Built the boat. And that's what we do. We, we're the same way. By faith, we move. By fe fearing God, we move. It ain't a matter of can we build the boat, but it will it float. <laughs> Come on. That's what the, the, the deal is. I got to build something here that's going to float. People build all kind of things in church, but will it float? Will it float? Will this float? I found, boy, his word will float, won't it? It'll float. Amen. Amen. We build, we build, we are prepared for whatever, 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 whatever crisis or pain, whatever storm, we're built for it. We're built for it. Verse 13. That's, this is the second point. Second, just two points tonight. Ain't that unfair? Just two points. Two points that, 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 that's solid. Back, go back to verse 13 of, uh, of uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, please, Tyree. I want to re read this again. Uh, he said, think it not strange in verse 12. Think it not strange. But then he, he takes it to the other end of the thing. And he says, but rejoice in so much that you're partakers even of Christ. Rejoice. And I can understand. I can understand, you know, rejoice it with the thought of what's coming. And he ties that in. But this, but this, but this, did this right in the middle of this season, man, rejoice. And I had to, I, you know, you had to really, really, really have to dwell on that a little bit. About where in the world does, does the, do I get theology to stand on that allow me to rejoice right in the midst of a storm or pain or trouble, hardships? Where in the world what kind of theology is that? Well, it's all in God's Word. And there's several scriptures you could bring out 
Uh, but Lord, this this one coming to my heart. I want to read to you Acts Acts fourteen, Acts fourteen. Uh, this is Paul. He was he was being had just been stoned. Acts fourteen and uh, verse nineteen. He had just been and it says and there came there a certain Jew of Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people to stone Paul and they drew him out and they, they stoned him. They thought he was dead. He's laying there. They think he's dead. Verse twenty. Howbeit the disciples stood around about him, and he rose up, and he came into the city, and the next day he departed to, 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 uh, with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel to the city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. And here's, here's the verse. Confirming souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And he, this is what he said. He said, he's talking about yesterday, you know, when I got stoned. They thought I was dead. I better say that plainly on for the computer people. When they watch this online, they'll think I say Paul got stoned. I know how the world works. When they stoned him, thinking they'd killed him with rocks. Do you know I cannot believe the people that listen to the computer? I have had so many people lately tell me. Uh, we listen to y'all church on the computer all the time. I go, do you? I'm going to be careful. <laughs> That's what I thought of. I thought, uh, what <laughs> but as long as I stick with that, I'm all right. But listen, he said, after he'd just been stoned, left for dead, he still went out and doing his work, but then he says, just to clear up yesterday for you boys, we must through much tribulation. Much hardship, much trouble, much pain, much many storms. We must go through many of these things to what? Enter into the kingdom of God. Much pain, much trouble. To enter in. Here, here's, here's a if you can't if you can't rejoice in this, it's gonna be hard to find any word of rejoice about your present pain. But you got to know this, that your present pain is pushing you, pushing you towards something kingdom, something spiritual, something, something kingdom experience. Your pre- I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You don't go through any pain or any trouble as a Christian that it's not pushing you. It's not pushing you. It's not changing you. It's, 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 it's pushing you towards something greater of the kingdom. Some other experience, some level, some place that you have not been. And I will have to say this. There's one place I can rejoice. Because I realize that. I realize that in this season that I've been in. Man, it's pushing me somewhere I've never been. I can tell it. I can sense it. I can discern it when I study God's word. I can discern it in my time with him. I said, yes, I can rejoice in that. Though, though I hate this pain, I hate this season, I will rejoice because I know this is pushing me to the kingdom. This is bringing a moment. This is an experience that I'd have never had. How many know I'm telling the truth? There's experiences that pain pushes us into that we'll never have if we didn't have the pain. Ever. You can't know God the same way you know God through pain. 
There's a nearness. I know the scripture backs that up, but I know for experience there's a nearness of God when I'm in pain. There's a revelation. There's a, there is an experience. There's a spiritual moment. Romans 14, 17 talks about how that the kingdom of God is, is not just eat, drink, and meat and all that, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And here's what I know. In those seasons of pain, they push me more towards righteousness. They push me more towards this joy in the Holy Ghost, this peace, these experiences that you can't get. That's the only thing that can cause a man to rise up and rejoice because I know this is going to take me closer to God. This is going to take me more into Him. This is going to provide, if you want to kind of put a little swirl on it, no pain brings me to those miracle moments that I'd never have outside of it. Those moments where God just pours out. Pain pushes me to them, to the supernatural. Pushes me beyond the normal. Takes me out of my normal life and my normal routine. Pushes me, if you will, it's like birth. Pushes me into the super realm. Where I'd have never went. Because I like it comfortable. That's why the church... That's why the church exploded under persecution. Pain would push them into the supernatural. And miracles were, were, were by the dozens and the thousands. Because of their walk with God, they had walked off of this world and into the other world because of pain. Pain had took them to somewhere they'd never went. Some of you out there know I'm telling the truth. You know that's a fact. I like old, what, what's her name, old McCamey's, what's her name? She sings, what? Peg. <laughs> old Peg. Yeah, talking about the God of the mountain, yeah. I like it up there, but I'm going to tell you, that God in the valley. That God in the valley is some kind of awesome. <laughs> Woo. That God in the valley makes himself known in ways I've never known him on the mountain. Lord, I could worship him up there and I could dance and I could cut a jig, but I got to know him when I was in the valley. Yes. There's where you rejoice. There's one place I know there's more, but there's where you rejoice. Where you go from the pain. Not thinking it's strange because you're, you're not connected to the negative anymore because you're built for the storm. And in the storm you can rejoice. You can be like Paul in Acts 27 on the boat that was going down. And he can tell him, get something to eat. Fear not. The God has told me this night we shall not all die. But we shall live. Save this boat. This boat's going down. Amen. Amen. But it pushes us then. It pushes us to more. That's how, if you study the scriptures, most all of the amazing things that Christ did, it was because people were in pain, were pushed to him. The woman with the issue of the blood, she would have been in pain so long. And she just pushed. 
to grab hold to this, the least thing she could get a hold to. That woman, that Syrophoenician woman, I have to say it in country because I can't say it any other way. That Syrophoenician woman. You know us country people, we got a lot more syllables than y'all city folk do. That's like old Jeff Trace. He used to say I was the only one that would put two syllables in Jeff. But, but she was pushed out of her region about, out of her region because of her pain for her daughter. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Them blind men stood by the side. They tell them, shut up. Shut up. They'd holler louder. Jesus! Pain make you holler louder. Pain don't, pain don't care what shut up says. Pain says, you just shut up. Jesus! Jesus! Have mercy on us. Jesus! Jesus! I done, I done went long. How do I go long tonight? I had two sticking points. Let's go back to verse 46. I'm on, uh, chapter 46 of Psalms again. I want, I want to put that verse up there again. I just want to end it because it just fits both of these scriptures so well. Chapter Psalms 46, let's read verse 1 again. Psalms 46. I'm sorry, Carol. I jerk you around like a puppy dog. I know I do. Psalms 46. There it is. God is our refuge and strength and very present help in trouble. He is. Verse 2, therefore, we will not fear. Though everything's changed, though pain and hurt and storm and troubles, Pushing me to my strength. Pushing me to my refuge. Pushing me. Get a theology under you that'll, that's ready for the storm. The better the storms come. I'm not a forecaster or nothing, but I, I could almost look out tonight and say it's going to get worse. I predict more pain. I'm not trying to be gloom or doom, but I predict more pain, more tears, more broken hearts, more troubles, more hardships. God wants you to have such a strong theology that you're not going to get in no predicaments. You're not going to get just to look at circumstances that are going on and think God's quit on you. You're going to realize that I can trust him. I can trust him. Because he is faithful. I don't care what the storm looks like. He's faithful, Donnie. He's faithful. I don't care what storm comes. He's faithful, pain. He's faithful. 